of you fine people on this last Wednesday of 2022. Praise the Lord. Praise Next time day. we meet. Next time we meet, it'll be 2023. Mm-hmm. Oh, gracious. Y'all getting old. Aren't they, though? Aren't y'all, though? <laughs> 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 Yeah, as my granddad say, y'all some old turkey buzzers. <laughs> uh, so, uh, this morning, we turn our attention uh, to the scriptures. Uh, I've been processing the scriptures in various ways, and we'll talk about that at some other time. I don't know why I do that start a conversation tell you I'll talk about it later, but I do it. But nonetheless, I've been looking at the scriptures in various ways. Today, I would like to explore it from this perspective. I'd like to begin with a question. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord created everything. So to the quiet and the powerless, needing strength, trust the Lord and be renewed. You will soar like eagles, run without stress, walk and not get tired. This is why I'm forgetting yesterday reaching for tomorrow, pursuing my goals, and the prize promised by God in Christ Jesus. That sounds like something to be done and agreed upon, and the word makes sense to you. We respond all with a howdy. Amen. Oh, amen. 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 Well, we're going to begin. My dear granny is going to open us in prayer. Mm. And uh, we'll do that in just a second. But while she's doing that, uh, we ask for you to go through your phone, all of you fine folks that text and tweet and all that good stuff. And let the folks know that we're on the air. Send them a text message. As the kids say, go ahead and slide in their DMs and let them know that we're there. And then those people who you don't or can't text, but you'll talk to them. The cheering might come over. Not the children, the cheering. When the cheering show up, slide the number and say, look, you need to come to church with me on Sunday. On Wednesday. That's what you need to do. And right now, as you're preparing for whoever those people are, we'll put them on the prayer list that when they, when you tell them to come, that they'll, uh, they'll be receptive to it. And then pray for all those people that stuck in the blizzard out there in New York and 
and all over there. Those ice storms are just destroying and wrecking people's lives, so we'll pray for them as well. Those are our thoughts as we begin our time together in prayer. My dear grandmother. What man is he that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. Show me thy way, O Lord. Teach me thy path. Lead me in thy truth. And teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Most gracious and all wise fathers, we come this morning. We look into you and we say thank you. We thank you, O merciful Father, because you kept us. You watched over us all night. And you woke us up this morning with your finger of love. And you started us out another day's journey with new mercy and all that we stand in need of. For your wisdom and your knowledge and your understanding, you are able to give it to us if we choose to walk in your way. Help us this morning, God, to look to you. We pray in this morning, O oh God, for your people that's out there is in trouble here, there, and everywhere. God, they're facing the snowstorms. They're facing the ice. They're facing the winds and things, God. They don't, they don't have the proper things. We pray for these homeless people this morning that's underneath these bridges. And God, don't have to lay out there on cement for a bed. We pray for those, oh God, that come over here from another country's God. It's being mistreated, God. But we're asking you for your love to go forth. We're asking you, oh God, to help us to be concerned one for another. And, oh God, you have blessed us with many things and help us to be willing to share with somebody else. We thank you this morning, God, because you have kept us another year. And you have let us come down to the closing of another year. And we just said thank you. Be ever with every listening ear on this air this morning, God. And help us, oh God, to take heed to ourselves and see how blessed you have blessed us with. See how we are so, oh, we are so blessed. We are so loved, and we just thank you. We tell you thank you this morning. We praise you, and we magnify your name. And we give your name all the honor, all the praises, and all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. This morning, or afternoon, or evening, I really should work on that for our friends who are uh, not uh, with us now. The moral of, of the mission statement, rather, of what we're doing here is to be that conduit for folks who might have to catch us at a at a later time. I felt when we began uh, some now going three years ago, our goal was to find a way to gather despite the pandemic, 
as you know, 2019, if you want to be technical, 2019 was the first gathering of this August body. We met Easter Sunday morning on Chesterfield Boulevard as the sun rose. Brother Dennis was there. Booth was there. Uh, Mom Mildred was there. Grandmother was there. And a host of other families and friends and so forth were there. And we were set to do that again in April of 2020 when we were uh, hit with that little thing, you might have heard of it, called COVID. And so in using this as a temporary housing, we discovered that there were people who, regardless of COVID, regardless of whatever immediate was facing us still had limitations, still had afflictions and tribulations that would not allow for them to physically come to church. We found why our pews were getting empty, at least in one instance, because there were folk who went home and just could not come back. And then I started to look and analyze and think about the world. I thought even if I looked at Brother Dennis's neighborhood, let me just say that uh, like that. I don't know why I had to tell you that because I was thinking about 40 million different things. Please bear with me. But I think about Brother Dennis's neighborhood, not to single him out. That's what I was trying to say. But he's all the way on the other side of town. And if you think about it, Dennis, Brother Dennis may have five or six people that he's close with. And now you have to take those five or six people and load them all up and bring them all the way over here. Or because of what we do, those five or six people can come to Brother Dennis's house and sit around the dining room table and put the phone in the center. And it's literally just like they were sitting in the pew down at First Norfolk or Butte Street or Grace Episcopal. And I know that's hard to fathom because traditions is hard to break. Customs is hard to unwind. But literally, you sitting there in your dining room tables or in your kitchen tables, as I was trying to say dining room and kitchen at the same time. That's why I came out dining room. I don't know what I said. But while you're sitting there and all your families, think about it. One phone and 20 folks. You can't get all your family in one church. Y'all got too many of them. But you can get them all in one house. 
you get them all around one table. And if every last one of us had a house full of folks on Sunday morning or Wednesday morning, which would probably be impossible because people got to go to work, which is another reason why this is important. Because this does not happen physically. But because you can turn it on and plug your phone into the car, some folks who are listening to us as they are on their way transitioning to work. We can pray with them. We can encourage them. We can be a support. We're moving out of the come-to-me mentality into the we-must-go mentality. And again, that's hard for people of senior statesmen or statesmanship to, to understand. Most of you are retired. Or most of you are tenured in your positions. So the world for you is not changing. But the world for someone in my age group and younger, you look at Mr. Elon Musk. Now, how you feel about him is irrelevant, and I don't wish to debate that. But he walked into Twitter. And the first thing he did when he walked into Twitter is said 50% of the workforce is fired. No, no questions, no comments. And again, folks are going to say that because that's the shiny object of the month. But the thing that I would like to point out is what Elon Musk did, even though that was the thing that hit your TV screens, he didn't do anything that has not already been done. In the last calendar year, 17% of all corporations, all organizations, 17% of them have had massive layoffs or firings in the last calendar year. Twenty-seven percent of those same companies are going to a freelance-based pay system. What that means is there ain't no and I say it like that. There ain't no benefits. There ain't no job security. The things that you have no longer exist for us. You're not going to find a good job that's going to give you health care. Nobody won't pay it. You're not going to find a good job that's going to give you retirement. You get your own retirement. Robinhood, which is one of the financial apps, opened up a system which says that we will match at 2% of every dime that you put in retirement. Why am I telling you that? Because what young folks now have to realize that if they're going to get retirement, 
They can't expect the boss to do it. One analyst said, we took care of your grandmama. We're not taking care of you. Most folks don't understand, especially in the black community, because it wasn't really afforded to them, this knowledge. But before Roosevelt, you did not have social systems. Your boss did not take care of you. You took care of yourself. Your boss gave you a check, and you went home and made sure your taxes were paid and you had $2 in the box somewhere under the river. And then because of the Great Depression, Mr. Roosevelt came along and decided we needed to put these social programs in perspective, Social Security, Medicaid, Medicare, housing, so forth and so on. And now the system is saying that what we didn't do then, and many historians and analysts and political have argued that they feared Roosevelt's great New Deal. They feared it because they knew. They knew years ago when he did it that we were going to have this problem. And some have argued that one of his last goals when he went in, Mr. Roosevelt, in 45, before he died, one of the hardest decisions that he was going to have to make, and some folks argued that he didn't want to make it, but he realized then that he was probably on his last run, Mr. Roosevelt, and so he could make that call because he didn't have to worry about being reelected. The call that he would have to make is that he would have to cap Social Security. He would have to cap Medicaid. He would have to cap welfare. He died and never did it. There was supposed to be a cap on it. And so now where we find ourselves is in the world where we have to cap it. Now, you're asking why it's got to do with God. I'm going to get to that in just a few seconds. So now, because this culture is finding itself being reverted, converted for those who do not understand back to a 1930s system or pre-30s system. They don't have the insurances that you had, some of you. Some of you went to work and you had sick leave and sick time. You had sick pay and personal time. Now, if you don't go to work, you don't get paid. If you get a hangnail, you ain't got no money. So you need to figure out how to wrap that little hangnail and go on to work. Or you're walking into a job. And you're realizing that when you walk in... You don't need to plan past six months because you might not have a job tomorrow because the CEO of that company created it with the intent to unload it. 
So now let me get to the spiritual part because you're wondering. This ain't got nothing to do with God in my head. Oh, yes, it does. It has to do with God because if these conversations are not had, if this train of thought is not prevalent in our churches, then even the five folks we do get saved will backslide come Tuesday because they're not prepared for the future. Pressing towards the mark of the higher calling. What is that higher calling? Now, the answer to that question, believe it or not, is subjective. But the one universal fact that we can all agree on is that our mission every day is to pursue something better. Forgetting those things which are behind. That's the thing that Sometimes folks get upset with me when I sit down at the dinner tables or what, and folks want to talk about what happened five days ago. Five days ago died five days ago. You remember 20 years ago when Grandpa stepped on my toes? Let me tell you something. You go down to the graveyard and dig up your Grandpa, you probably won't even know him now. Ain't nothing out there but the maggots and the roaches. And yet we are still living in the frustration of 20 years ago. The lady asked me yesterday, she said, I want you to tell my, I want to tell your story. I said, sometimes I have a trouble telling my story. She said, well, why do you have a struggle with it? I said, because what happened yesterday died last night. Well, why you didn't finish college? Because I didn't have no money. Well, why you didn't have no money? Because I ran into situations. Well, what happened? Who cares? Move on. The only thing that mattered to me is I walked out of that financial office and I swore I wasn't going to work at Walmart the rest of my life. So at that moment, whatever got me here was irrelevant because all of my energy, all of my focus went towards making sure I won't at Walmart the rest of my life. And if I could get one thing through in the last moments of 2022, nobody has the capacity Nobody has the brain space to focus on the future and the past at the same time. That's what you call stuck in neutral. When you're stuck between reverse and drive, you're in neutral. The car might roll one way or the other. But if you really want the full force, you're either going to put it in reverse and speed back to where you've been, 
or you're going to put it in drive and speed forward to where you're going. But you can't have both. And so this year as we end, my mission, it died last night. And the thing that I would like to express, because sometimes folks come to church and they hear the preacher and he's just saying some yapping and he leaves. I would like to tell you from this preacher, I told you I come to church for therapy. And more importantly, I come to church with ideas that I hope will help your future. But at the end of the day, the only person that's going to matter about whether you succeed or fail is going to be you. The only person, all of my young folks that are starting to listen, and I appreciate them for coming and listening, Your success depends on what we do, how we move, not what grandmama did or what mama did. We can go for ourselves now. So I ask you to look at that as your vision, your mission. What's next for me? And all of you seniors, and find folks at the home who feel that your only mission in life now is to lay there and play checkers. No, you got something else to do. I ask you not to be sold into a corporate system who only told you you was to go home, not because you worked hard and you deserve a vacation. Don't nobody care about that. They don't care about how hard you work. They care about the fact they were paying you too much. And so they cut your wings and sent you home and told you you deserve a break. You don't deserve a break. You just deserve not to be on my high payroll. I can pay your daughter 20% less. That's the truth. But the truth is for you that there's stuff still inside your head that can reinvigorate a generation. I told you, we headed back to the 1930s. You know what's back there. You know what the world looked like back then, some of you. These young folks that are now going out and picking cotton, you've been there before. They're going out and washing their clothes with live soap and a tin can. You've been there before. You can teach them. You can educate them. You've raised children before. You've educated them before. There's something for all of us. God does not waste time, nor does he waste breath. And the fact that you are still breathing means there's something for you. And so this morning, again, as you reflect back on our our reading, 
I hope now you know. And most importantly, that you heard. That you know the significance of not looking at yesterday, not driving in reverse, but reaching for tomorrow. Pursuing my goal. It's a wonder why that thing says my goal, and then another one was the prize. There's what God got for me, and then is what I have for myself. May that be our prayer as Brother Dennis comes to pray. Good morning. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for today. We thank you for the message. We have to remember that God takes care of everything that's in the past. He got rid of our sins in the past. We must look forward to the future. Look forward to the new year. With our hearts and minds open to what he's going to tell us. Because he, he's going to tell us. We have to be there to listen. Thank you, Lord, for what you do for us. How you protect us. How you provide for us. But most of all, how you love us and what your son has done for us. We just want to thank you and glorify you. Just not today, but every day. Lord, we know when God and Jesus says, who do you love? We know the answer to that. Help us spread it in your name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. God bless.